People are just busy doing their own thing. Some people just get distracted from the things of the Lord. And it is so easy to do. How many of you have ever decided, I'm getting up in the morning and I'm going to, get, I'm going to do this. I'm, I, I'm going to do that load of laundry. Okay, guys, I'm going to fix the wheel on that truck. Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to get it done. Today is the day. And you get up, you get your tools, you get your laundry all ready, and all of a sudden the phone rings, and all of a sudden a distraction comes. You're here, there, and, then, and by the end of the day, well, there sits the basket, there sits the wheel. You never get, did get to it. I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is much the same way. We are getting distracted from what the Lord is saying. We are not hearing. We're listening to all kinds of stuff, but we're not hearing. Now, do you know you're going to listen and you're going to hear some voice? Now, some people are focused on other things. We hear the Lord talking, but it, um, I'm going to date myself a little bit. I grew up watching the, you know, little uh, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts. You know, it's like that teacher at the front of the room. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I'm listening, but I'm not really hearing what you're saying. If that's where you're at with the Lord, you need to shake yourself because it is imperative. Husbands, men, I'm going to challenge you. It is imperative that you hear from God for your families today. Wives, it is imperative that you hear from God and how to pray for your husband. It is imperative that we hear from God and how to train our children because if you're not training them, somebody is. Children, let me give you a clue. Obey your parents. It's not just because it's a Bible verse. It will help your life. Because here's the thing. In your life, you're going to obey something. You can obey your parents who love you dearly or you can obey the corrections officer who doesn't really care if you're, care one way or the other. You are going to obey someone. No, I'm not. I'm going to do my own thing. When that little red light and blue light comes on behind you and you pull over and they put you in handcuffs, you're going to obey. Whether you want to. I don't want to. All, you can scream all the way to prison. Not going. I'm not going. Oh, yes, you are. You're going to obey. So my question is, is who are you hearing? What are you hearing? And who are you hearing? Now, in Revelation chapter 1, 2, and 3, um, John is speaking to the churches. That means us, the church. And what, in a lot of those verses, he'll they'll say something, and then he'll say, He who has an ear, let him hear. We need to hear what the Lord is saying. And I'm talking to the church today. All right, now. Now, when it says, He who has an ear, let him hear, that word hear means to understand and obey. A lot of people understand what the Bible says, but they don't obey it. I believe there's three things, three qualities that we need to have in our personal lives if we want to walk in victory. And there's, and again, this isn't the only three. These are just my three that I came up with. You could have a hundred of your own, whatever works for you. Uh, let's go to, let's go to a scary book in the Bible, James. Yeah, some of you are laughing because you know what's in James. They call James like the Proverbs of the New Testament. You get in a study in the book of James, and I'm telling you what, when I first read the book of James, I was like repenting a lot. You know, James chapter 1, verse 19, says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 
So, let me start at the very first one. I'm going to leave slow to speak for a little bit later. Maybe I'll get to it. Some of you are praying, please don't get to that today. Please don't get to that today. <laughs> please don't get to the slow to speak part today. Maybe I'll start down that road. Maybe I won't get all the way. Let every man be swift to hear. Do you know that word swift means quick? Be quick to hear. And I'm not just talking about, yeah, I'm listening. No, I mean quick to hear what is being said. Now, my wife, God bless her, believe it or not, I do go shopping for us once in a while. I am not allowed to go to the grocery store without a list. Because if she tells me what to get, it happened just last week. She wasn't at home. She called me on the phone. I said, well, I got to go to the store. What do we need? She said, I need this. Three trips later, I had it all. No kidding. I went to the store, came home, and, and oh, forgot. I went back. I came home. Now, thank, thank goodness, the store's only half a mile away. But three different times. Why? Because it wasn't written down. Because I was listening, but I wasn't really hearing. And I get into the store, and I get distracted. That looks good. That looks good. I was hungry for that. I was hungry. And pretty soon it was like, and I, listen, I am not getting senile. My mind is sharp. It is good. But it's like, don't worry about it. I'm just kicking over the offerings. It'll be all right. See, it wasn't full yet. Maybe after the service. All right. So anyway, I'm at the store, and I get distracted. And there has been times I'm standing in the store, really, and people have got to be looking at me like, what is wrong with him? Because I got this dumbfounded look on my face. What am I here for? I stand there, and I do, and I stand there thinking for a second, like, what is it that she wants? I got a grocery bag full of stuff, but what was it? So then I end up calling, honey, what was it again? Now, I've got the clerks at the grocery store. Now they laugh at me. Are you going to be back today? Because I listen, but I don't always hear. I don't always hear. And you know, I'll tell you what. Husbands, I, I don't want to call anybody a fool because the Bible is kind of, you don't call people a fool, but you are, you are, you are, is unintelligent a word? Unwise. How's that? You are not wise if you do not listen to your wives. And I'm not talking about, you're going to do. No, you need to, to listen to their counsel. Because I'll tell you what, there's been times where my wife has told me things. I was listening, but I did not hear her. Oh, God in heaven, if I'd have only heard her, the decision I would have made would have been different, and the result would have been a whole lot better. We need to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. It's very important. We need to be swift to hear, quick to hear. That word, hear, means more than just a physical hearing. It is understanding and obeying. Very different. You know, I want you to clean your room, son. Yeah, okay. Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Well, why aren't you doing it? I heard you. Yes. Bobby, you know. You, you, you grew up with my son. You know. You know. He was probably there. Bobby, you know, you and Josh, clean up the room. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, they heard me. They understood me. But they didn't obey me. Because an hour later you walk in, not, I mean, not one iota of a smidgen of dust particle has been moved. I don't know if they were their pets or what. We've got to understand, so we quick to hear, swift to hear. Hear what the Lord is saying. You need to be swift to hear godly counsel. His voice in prayer, worship, praise, 
Godly fellowship. I cannot emphasize this enough. Now listen, we live in the world, but we should not be of the world. We have got to be around ungodly people. No doubt about it. We work around ungodly people. We live around ungodly people. You don't have to be, um, I am not, I don't have an ungodly people phobia. I'm not afraid of ungodly people. However, you better be careful of what influences you. Because what you are around will influence you. I don't care, I don't care how spiritually strong you think you are. Now, some of you may remember Bill Anderson. Bill Anderson, he used to come up here frequently. And he had, a, he had a way of saying, now, any English teachers or any teachers or any educated people, don't throw rocks at me. It wasn't my terminology, it was his. But he had this statement. He would make a statement like, he used the word was incorrectly. We was walking down the street. All right, that's how he'd use it. Now, now, but if you listen to his son talk, he talked just like his dad. Yeah, we was walking down the street too. We was. Yes, we was. Now, where did he learn that? From being around his dad. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, some of you aren't going to like it, but oh well, it's the Bible. I'm not even to that part yet, so I'm skipping ahead. It says evil company corrupts good morals. Evil company corrupts good morals. I have watched more Christian young ladies taken off course by a non-Christian young man. Because they're influenced. And it, it could be the other way around. It works both ways. I'm, you know, again, I'm an equal opportunity guy. It works both ways. But we've got to be careful. Listen, when I got born again, the Bible says to come out from among them and be separate. That doesn't mean we're not around them, but I don't need to be in fellowship with them. I do not need to go to the bar to witness to some of my friends that are there just to say that, you know what, I'm just being a witness there. Now, if I happen to be there and they're there, I'll witness to them, but I don't have to fellowship around that. We have to be careful. You, I wonder a lot of times, because there's a lot of Christians that get mixed up in wrong things and then wonder what happened. I'm telling you what happened. You're hearing the wrong voice. It says this in Psalms 1 and 1. Chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Wow. And it says, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, I'm going to talk about each one of those, and then we'll move on. Remember, there's three keys, and I've just talked about one of them and, and the other two, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. So we'll get to the other two, but we're talking, still talking about swift to hear. That word counsel means advice, scheme, or plan. Who are you getting your counsel and your advice from? That's up to you. Who are you getting it from? Are you getting it from your pastor? Or are you getting it from anybody godly? Are you getting it from the Bible? Are you getting it out of prayer? Where are you getting it? Where are you getting your counsel? Do you know, some of you probably experienced that. I've had experiences in my life where I have worked with somebody for months, bringing them along, bringing them along, godly counsel, godly counsel, godly counsel, godly counsel. Somebody comes in, gives them some kind of ungodly counsel, bang, out the door, they're gone, can't find them. What, what happened? Well, so-and-so told me. 
Well, was so-and-so, was it a Bible-based thing that somebody so-and-so told you? I try not to give people my opinion. I try to give them what the Word of God says and then say, this is what the Word of God said. I will agree with you on this. Okay? You work with people. You work with people. Who are you listening to? Who are you hearing? Now, in a lot of cases, people will come and say, I've got this problem. Can you help me fix this problem? If you don't give them the answer they want, they will bounce all over the place until somebody agrees with what they want, then they'll go with that. My, my business, your business, whatever you want to do. All I can tell you is this is what the Bible says, and this is what you should do. Because anything outside of that is somebody's opinion, and somebody's opinion isn't going to help you. I thought you'd be more excited about that, but that's okay. I am, I'm, I'm doing good, yeah. Now, here's the thing. This is so good. When it comes to things of God and telling people the truth of God, we don't have an overflowing church yet. But I would almost bet you, if I stood up here and gossiped and slandered every week, people flock to it. They run to it. They got itchy. They can't. Now, I'm not saying maybe in a church setting, but go to work sometime and just, and don't do this, don't do this. But you know people at work say, guess what I heard? Everybody's here. What was that? What did you hear? What was it you heard? Tell me, tell me. They can't wait to get a hold of it. I mean, they're almost crazy people. And then when they find out, I can't believe you didn't tell me. All offended because you didn't gossip to them. But yet, we don't flock to the Word of God that way. We don't flock to prayer that way. But by golly, what are we hearing? What are we hearing? I'll tell you what. So many people are swift to hear what they want to hear, not what they really need to hear. Gossip and slander, wow. See, listen to, listen to who tells them what they want to hear. I'll tell you that what the people, what the word says, but not what they want to hear. And what people will do is they'll go to try to find somebody that will agree with what they want to hear. And so we've got to, it's always got to be to the word of God. And again, I'm going to ask you, where, who are you hearing? Who are you listening to? Who is giving you advice? Now, I'm going to drop some names here, and don't get offended if, you're, if, if they're your favorites. I am not going to Oprah Winfrey for my counsel. I love Dr. Phil. I'm not going to him for counsel. He's a wise man. I'm not going to him for counsel either. I'm not going to the guy at the DJ on the radio. I'm not going to my best friend because here's what happens. Here's inevitably what happens. People get offended at whatever, and then they try to find somebody that will agree with them in their offense to justify how they feel. Instead of repenting, saying no. And we can help people. When people come to say, guess what I heard? Don't want to know. You would not believe the shock on people's face. What? Wait, what? Yeah, but it's really good. I don't want to know. What? I'm going to tell you, from my life, I, I, I know enough things. I don't need to know any more. Thank you very much. You know, I just don't. You know, here's the best way to handle those things. Somebody comes, guess what I heard? Stop. Somebody in trouble? Yep. Let's pray for them. And here's the thing. You don't need to tell people specifics about what's going on. 
Just say, hey, so-and-so, pray for so-and-so. That's all they need to know. But then here's the inevitable question. For what? What do I need to pray for? You don't need to know. The Holy Spirit does. You don't know how to pray? Pray in tongues. You don't know how to pray in tongues? See me after. Well, get your spirit filled so you pray in tongues so you pray. See how it works? It all works together. Yeah, that's pretty good. That wasn't even in my notes. <laughs> See, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. You're not hanging out with ungodly people. Now, they're going to be around, and again, don't walk out of here saying, well, that's it, I can't be around any ungodly people, then you're going to have to sit in your home with your Bible. You probably shouldn't even be around yourself. All right? However, we got to be in the world and love the world. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this, that once I get through this about how we need to walk, I've been talking for a long time about the, the Spirit of God that's in us and the power that we have. In the, we are going to shift gears, and we are going to move into, it's not about you anymore. It's about somebody coming after you, somebody that doesn't know Christ. It's, it's about getting out there and getting it done. All right? Now, evil company corrupts good morals in chapter of 1 Corinthians 15.33. Back to Psalms 1.1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. That word scornful means to mock or to talk big. All right? Don't sit in that seat. But it says in verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of God. And his law he meditates on day and night. He shall be now this person that does that. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. If we're staying in this, and again, quick to hear. Are you quick to hear? All right, so that was the easy one. Psalms 1.4. The ungodly, it says, not so, but they're like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly should not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the ways of ungodly, the ungodly shall perish. So again, my question, who are you hearing? All right, now, I want to be careful with this, but I want to, we're going to, I'm going to talk about the coronavirus, because all you hear that on news all the time, okay? My question is, who are you hearing? You turn on the news, my God in heaven, we're all going to die, that's it, it's over, I'm getting my plot, I'm buying my cask. Oh, no. If you really hear the truth about this virus, it's, it's not this Big, scary, nasty thing. It's affecting a certain segment of population, only a percentage of those. And young people, they say, you may even have it, not have a symptom in the world. I refuse to walk in fear. Now, use common sense. Wash your hands. Treat it like you would. Like How many of you, how many every year, every year, guess what comes to the UP? The flu. Oh! Not the flu! Yeah! Do we walk around? No. What do we do? We take precautions, take steps, be smart. Use the God-given wisdom that he gave you, but don't walk around in fear. 
I mean, I, I, got, I got people, man, they're getting ready to put hazmat suits on. I'm like, well, how long are you going to live in that? Forever? Because, you know, remember, if it wasn't that, it, was it was what? It was the chicken virus, then it was the, the measles, and then it was the, I don't know, the dragon flu, and then it was the swine flu, and it was this flu, and it was that flu, and then it was Ebola, and it was this and that. Welcome to planet Earth. It's, it's a dying place. There's going to be disease. Don't walk in fear. Be smart. Now, again, what is my point? My point is, who are you hearing when it comes to that? The Word of God says, you know what? I'm free. I'm healed. I'm going to be, I'm, God's given me wisdom. I'm going to do what I've got to do. I certainly will you do what health professionals say to do, but I refuse to get in fear about it. Okay? That's the point I'm making. I'm still going to hear what the Word of God has to say on this subject. You know? I mean, if the health professionals tell us, you know what, you, you've got to wear a mask around a little bit, okay, I'll, I'll wear a mask. I'll put a little, draw a little mustache on it. A couple little eyes, a smiley face, you know, because I'm really grinning under here, whatever. But I'm not going to get in fear. So, we are swift to hear. We've got to hear. Okay, I've got a couple of minutes. I'm just going to start this. In verse... Chapter, uh, James chapter 1, verse 19. So then, my beloved, every man swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. So I'm going to start down this path, slow to speak. I'm just going to introduce it today. Slow to speak. This is a huge problem in society today. And especially with social media. Because people say whatever they think. Let me tell you something. Giving someone a, a piece of your mind do you know your mind is an enemy of God? Giving them a piece of that is giving them hell. Wait a second. Do you know that you don't have to say everything that comes to your mind? You really don't. I have learned. The Bible says even a fool seems wise he keeps his mouth shut. When I read that, I did not like it. Because I am a highly opinionated man. You don't even have to ask for my opinion. I'll give it to you. I mean, you don't, all you got to do is look at me and say, hey, you know what I think? You know, sometimes, and I've done this to people, and they get offended. You know what I think? Nope, don't care. <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean I don't, you don't care? No, no I, really, I really don't care because I don't really need what you're going to tell me. Because here's the thing. People are going to say what's on their mind. You get a little bit of a pain. You're going to get opinions from you are healed to you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to get them all. Go with the first one. <laughs> Go with the Word of God. But really, I'm not kidding you. I got a pain in my side. Yep, my Aunt Granny had one of those. She died in three days. Oh! oh it's just a stitch. It's a little cramp. I've been running, you know? <laughs> what are you hearing? What are you saying? Words, folks, are creative. They are powerful. You don't believe me? Okay. Tiff, or you take you when you're children, start today. Tell them you're stupid, you're dumb, you're amount of nothing, you were, you were not wanted. <laughs> those, those, they're incapable. They're incapable of saying. They may get frustrated, they may say, you did bad thing, but here's my thing. Guess what? They will start to believe that, and then when they believe it, they're going to start acting that out. Yeah. And then you wonder why, when they're teenagers, you know, they're stressed out, freaked out, don't think they're going to amount to anything, and don't want to do anything. Why? Well, you sowed that their whole lives. And they will believe. The younger they are, the quicker they believe it. Because right now, if, you, if grandpa... 
If grandpa told the little one to get on the roof and jump, grandpa would catch it, he'd crawl up there and fly. There wouldn't even be a question. Because he believed what papa told him. See, kids, one of the, and I'm getting off a little bit, one of the reasons that you've got to be really careful with what children are, are, are even watching on TV, because children can't differentiate between reality and not reality. What they see, they think is reality. We know that, oh, that, what, that, that thing on TV, that's not real. They don't know that. Not yet. They haven't matured yet. So we've got to be slow to speak. I don't know why I got off on that, but I did. All right. So giving someone your peace of mind or just flat out gossiping or you pump people for information. Why? So you can talk about it later. I, I've left conversations thinking, oh, I said too much because there's some people I know I've got to be very careful. There's some people when I have a conversation with them, I have to be very careful of what I say and how I say it, because I know they're going to take what I said, twist it, and they're going somewhere with it. I just know. So I have learned to just keep my mouth shut. Even when people are accusing me of things sometimes, I just say, "Mm, okay, God bless you, whatever. And let me tell you, for somebody like me, that's hard. That is so hard. That is so hard. Because I don't mind a good fight. (laughs) Now, I'm not talking about the times we slip up or use wrong words. And I'm not concerned about the accidental misunderstandings that are going to happen in communication. Um, I'm going to help some of you men out. When when Davine and I first got married, I was pretty unfiltered, right out of the world, didn't know much, man. And, And she asked me a question, I'd tell her straight, you know? Things like, how do I look in this dress? And I tell her. It wasn't always good. You know? Now it's like, how do I look in the dress? How do you think you look? (laughs) Well, I don't think I look very good. I think you look great. And that's not a lie. But I've learned that, you know what? I don't have to say everything that's on my mind. Because inevitably what happens, I say whatever's on my mind and then, Ten minutes later, I'm convicted, and I'm repentant. Forgive me, Lord, because I shouldn't have opened my fat mouth. Because my fat head got in the way, and my fat head got into my fat mouth, and it came out of my fat mouth, and there were bad words, and then I got to repent. And once they're out there, it's hard to get them back. And so, and, and there is James 3, 9, and I'll get into this a little bit more um, later. So the question we've got to answer, and again, I will, I'll come back to this when I get back. So the question we have to answer is, when is it gossip and when is it acceptable conversation? Here's one of the things I, I learned. If you are in the church setting, if you are going up as far as leadership, you're going to be safe. It's when you start going to each other is when it's a problem. Anna, ha- Anna's, Anna and Jamie, their elders here. If you've got an issue with, you're worried about somebody, you go to them. Say, hey, there's this. They're elders, they're leadership, okay? They had better keep their yap shut, or then their leader is going to be dealing with them, okay? Because they shouldn't be gossiping. So then it's a prayer thing. Then you're free. The problem you have is when you go to leadership and then you start going to everybody else in the congregation. Do you know that slander and gossip destroys? It is probably the cause of 100% 
of church, church splits? Well, I'd say 99, because there is 1% where there's just heresy and blasphemy going on, and people lose their minds, like saying there's no hell. Yeah, there is a hell, okay? But that causes so much destruction. Ask yourself this. How many, how many times have words caused destruction and division, even in your own family, even between you and your husband, or your wife, or your children? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. There's two things I'm going to say. And then I'm going to close with these two things. The first and most important aspects of when we're talking about um, slow to speak of our conversation, there's two things that we have to examine. Number one, is it accurate truth? Or is it your opinion? Because a lot of times, you know, I, when I was in school... I think I was in junior high, and there was like 27 kids in our class. And maybe some of you guys did this in your school, too. We played this game telephone. It was in an English class. The English teacher whispered a sentence into the first kid's ear. 27 kids later, the sent, he repeated the sentence. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close to what was said. Okay? Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, you know... <clears throat> I say something like, hey, Gary, you know, we need to make sure that the ministry helps doing this, 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 and this. Gary says, okay, fine. Somebody hears that. I say, do you hear the way Pastor talked to Gary? And then pretty soon it's like, Pastor was yelling at Gary. Right, right. Pretty soon it was, boy, did you see Pastor and Gary have an argument? <laughs> pretty, soon, pretty soon, Pastor and Gary were having a screaming match right in church Sunday morning. That's how it goes. We've got to be very careful, slow to speak. Accuracy of the truth. Is there any accuracy of what you're saying? Everything that people say, even gossip, has a truth to it, but it's not the truth. And then the second one is what is the motive of your conversation? Is it to edify or is it to tear down? What's your motivation? Why are you saying what you're saying? So I'm going to close with this. If you have to begin a sentence or a phrase with a phrase like, I don't want to gossip, but, or I wasn't going to say anything, but, or this is for prayer purposes only. If it's for prayer purposes only, give them the name, maybe a situation, and that's it. Hey, pray for so-and-so and they're in the hospital. Pray for so-and-so, they're having trouble. What kind of trouble? Don't know, I'm not telling you. Okay, slow to speak. We've got to be so careful. If we can get a hold of what we're hearing and who we're hearing, and we are, we are quick to hear, and we're slow to speak, your life is going to be enhanced so much as a Christian. And you wouldn't believe the messes you keep yourself out of. My first couple years in Christianity, I was always in a mess because I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Really. You know, and, and it's very easy to do. When I, was, when I was teaching, I never ate, you know, in the cafeteria or in the, the uh, teacher's lounge or any of that. I hung out with the kids. Not that I had a great conversation, but I knew everything that was going on in that school. <sighs> Some things I didn't want to know. Please, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't even know this. 
But it's very easy to get around people that start getting negative and they're speaking these things to get caught up in that and then pretty soon it's coming out of your mouth too. We've got to be very careful. Slow to speak. So is it accurate? And what's your motive? Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips. That's, that's out of the Bible. When he shuts his shut your lips. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perspective. So you look intelligent when, when all of a sudden you're going, hmm, I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I'm considering. He must be very wise. How many times have we said things based on what we've heard? And do you know that people hear things incorrectly all the time? I'm famous for this with my wife. She'll say something, and I don't hear her right. And then pretty soon I'm, I'm getting defensive. And she said, well, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I heard you. Oh, I heard you. It's because I heard what I wanted to hear. Because I don't know about how it works in your house, but this is what they say in my house. I don't believe it. You know, it, if dad ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. I, I don't think it's that way, but I, I got outvoted, so it must be... <laughs> Well, that, yeah, who's got that saying? I think it's, it's, yeah, one of the comedians say, you know, happy, happy wife, happy life, you know, and, 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 you know, all of that. Words make us such a huge impact. I'm going to tell you, husbands, edify your wives with words. Wives, edify your husbands with words. Introducing her as the old ball and chain probably is not the way to, to edify her. Now, here's the old ball and chain. Been married 45 years. Feels like 100. Back up the truck, you know? And, and wives, again, with your husbands. Yeah, there's the old man, good for nothing, broken down, can't get anything out of him these days. Do you know people are hearing that? And here's what happens. I'm trying to close, really. If I come in, okay, Cameron, it's one of my runners, one of my better runners. Two of the best runners in the Upper Peninsula right here, by the way. Yeah, cream rises to the top. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So if you have any children that are good runners, anyway. <laughs> so camera comes in. I say, yeah, let me see that kid with the red hair. That kid with the red hair. Do you know the next time he sees him, he is going to see him through the screen of what I said. What have I just done? You better be very careful. Slow to speak. Slow to speak. You know, that old adage, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything, is really a good one. It's biblical. Now, there's times we've got to have conversations. Make them godly. Build up. Don't tear down. Most of the time, the motivation is to make myself look good by making somebody else look bad. I refuse. I refuse to do it. That's why you're not going to see me up here. I'm not bashing and hammering away at other ministers and this and that and the other to make myself look good. I've got a hard enough time just being me. And i got a whole church full of people praying for me and thank you for praying and keep praying because my wife appreciates it a lot. <laughs> so, quickly, slow to speak. That's our homework. Let's work on that for the next couple of weeks. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that we have the victory and we can walk in this victory. But, Lord, help us to be quick to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. 
Help us to be slow to speak. Lord, that we're not speaking judgment and wrath and sowing evil seed. And we just thank you for this time today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, listen, let's receive his tithes and our offerings before we go. Davide's got the announcements. If you need an envelope, raise a hand. They'll get you an envelope.